0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Average Critics, joined by Obi. How are you, Obi? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm alright, thank you. Um, you didn't actually call me Big Dog, and I had a response to that. Today.
1: I was going to call you Big Dog, but I thought you didn't have the response. I so, did! I did! Alright, uh, so let's, let's start again. Oh, <laughs>
0: uh, it's fine. It's gone. The moment's gone. I'll have to save it till next time, yeah, and ne- you have to wonder week. what I was going to respond with. Alright, uh, cool. Next week. Make I was so. discussing it with Lauren, and I was like, Whoa, what What do I say in response to someone that calls you Big Dog? And she, she was like, the response is, you don't say anything. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 and I said my suggestion, and she was like, please don't say
1: that. That's funny.
0: So, you know, you've got at least probably a week now to to ponder on that. You think, yeah, "Oh, cool. what's he going to say? You know, hype it up in your mind. Okay. Anyway, just a two-man show today. Um... Might be a short one, but hey-ho, content is content. Um, let's do some uh, film and TV news. Um, there was a Netflix kind of, what do you call it, expo yesterday, wasn't there? I don't know if you caught any of it. Um, mm. It was called todom <laughs> uh, <laughs> And they basically just released a couple of snippets of things from like Stranger Things, Series 4, Ozark series four, uh, The Sandman, which is a, a show that they're producing, uh, The Witcher, um, they've announced that The Witcher is going to come for a series three and that Sex Education is going to have a series four. Um, so did you see any of that?
1: I literally, I, I saw the Sandman clip, um, which didn't really entice me very much um, by are good things about like the the comic book or whatever it is that it's based on. So I'm probably going to give that a watch. But I haven't seen any of the other stuff that you mentioned.
0: No, I started watching the clip for Ozark because I really like that show. But then I was like, I don't really want to... I just want to go in blind. So. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, I don't. I haven't watched Stranger Things since the first couple of episodes of Series 2. So I wasn't that interested in that. Bridgerton doesn't interest me. <laughs> so. People love that show, though. Just to, like... Period version of Gossip Girl.
1: Mate, that to me was actually appealed to me, but I d I didn't even start it. I don't know why. They've rebooted Gossip Girl as well. They have rebooted Gossip Girl. I've watched like five minutes of the first episode and I turned it off. And said no, this is long. I don't understand why they reboot things so quickly after it finished. Me neither. And it was like uh I think it's not if it it's not like a um it's a reboot, but I think it's still in the same like world, if that makes sense.
0: I don't think like technology or or society's moved on so much that you need to that it's you know refreshing a concept you know what I mean at least with Bridgerton it's like mm. they don't use social media obviously so it's slightly different taking it but and Gossip Girl didn't even end that long ago for them to be rebooting it <laughs> exactly it's not like oh we've got a whole new generation that might be interested in Gossip Girl so they yeah. can just watch it on you know iPlayer or whatever yeah
1: Okay. I get it in 2012. <laughs> That's not well, like a
0: decade. I mean, I know you'll be well hyped for this, but Waterloo Road only finished in 2015 and they're bringing that back.
1: Oh, yeah, man. I saw that, that tweet. From the <clears account. throat> I, can't, I, I can't wait. That's a, like, that is one of the most ridiculous shows I've ever watched. <laughs> if
0: it finished in 2015, are they like, six years later, are they like, hey, we've got enough good ideas to bring it back? I don't know. How many more kids are going to die of horrible circumstances and fall off roofs? true. It's true. Oh God, what what, what a show!
1: Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, the thing is, I think it's different with like I suppose Waterloo Road is is, is Waterloo is, Would you would you classify Waterloo Road as like a soap? Well, no. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think cause it's, maybe it's different with soaps because I feel like they're because they're so continuously like ongoing. Well, I suppose the Waterloo Road was only once a week compared to uh, like Holly X and all that. But um, I don't know. I feel like because it's like a school and you can just kind of like keep going. Obviously, the schools always going to be in it, so you can keep kind of going. I feel like it's slightly different to something like Gossip Girl, which had this quite, like, unique um, selling point, I suppose, of that mystery person who was revealing everyone's secrets, and then they found out who it was, and then ten years later oh, there's another one, and it's just like, well, this is, yeah, this, this is a bit, we've done this already, like, you need a new, need a new concept, and I think it's just an excuse for them to kind of, like, <laughs> Can't, like, think, oh yeah, we want shows for, like, teen drama, teen whatever. What was really popular ten years ago. Let's try and do that now, but make it more modern. So you obviously you add certain characters, you, you gender flip certain characters, or you make them, like, non-binary, or, or something like that, to make it more modern of the times. But, and then that's all well and good, but, um I feel like you're kind of setting, shows like that, you're kind of setting up for failure, because, it was so popular back then. It's kind. Of, it'll be hard to uh, what's it called? What's the word? It'll be hard to kind of like uh, recollect that that magic, for lack of a better word, that made the first series so popular. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. And I think yeah. that's the essential problem with like reboots and stuff. Like when you reboot, a... I'm trying to think of a, of a reboot of a really popular franchise that's actually been successful. Maybe Jumanji. Since I the
0: The Daniel Craig Bond.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you. I'll give you James Bond because there's like, loads of them in there. Interestingly,
0: uh, Daniel Craig was asked um, about you know his thoughts on James Bond being, you know, becoming female or something, mm. uh, and he said, and these I'm not quoting verbatim, but he said uh, essentially that he doesn't think James Bond should be a woman. Mm because his argument uh, is that there should be rich enough characters for women and people of colour that Mm. they shouldn't have to just kind of piggyback off. They shouldn't just have to change a pre-existing character, which I think makes sense in some
1: regard, but, um, you know. I think... In an ideal world where everyone's fair and equal and reasonable, especially people who like love a, like a belo- with a beloved franchise like James Bond is having a female James Bond shouldn't shouldn't be an issue. Should be absolutely fine. But in the world that we live in, where people will tank a film because it's because it stars a woman in it, like I think it's not really like I said I think to make the James Bond a woman. In some people's cases, you're setting it up for failure because there will be people who will literally hate on it, but just because the character is a woman. She could be the sickest, uh, best actress, like, sickest character, but because she's a woman, people will say, no, nah, that's some shit. It's not, it's not my James Bond. It's not, it's not my mm. da, 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 da So, uh, from that standpoint, I understand why you think, let's just make, and I don't mind that to be honest, let's make a new character set in the same world, but in a different 00 agent. I thought, you know, you might set off a whole new franchise, a whole new um, yeah. Did we have this conversation the last time? I think we time? did, yeah. I think we did. I do, I think he's right that you
0: should be able to have characters on their own for mm. you know, different kind of demographics of actors and actresses. But then, similarly, James Bond, or more so 007, I guess, because James, you know, 007 doesn't have to be called James Bond, mm. be, you know. Janet, I don't know, but um, Janet, Janet Bond. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that is the known property. Mm. So, if you just released a film <laughs> called, you know, um, Janet, Janet Jones, you know, double oh nine, mm. people are going to be like, "What the fuck's that?"
1: Mm.
0: You know. Whereas, at least if it's double oh seven, then you're like, "Oh, I recognise that. I, I have an expectation of what." that film might be about, mm. whether they're black, white, Hispanic, male, female, non-binary, gay, straight, you know, gen- whatever, at least with 007, you know there's an expectation and, and a, it's an IP. Same with like Doctor Who. I feel like we've had this conversation, so maybe refer back to the last part. <laughs> we discussed it a lot more eloquently back then. Um, mm. But I mean, in in preparation for the uh, No Time to Die, which is coming out on Thursday. Um, and actually, it's having a midnight showing. I can't remember the last time there was a midnight yeah,
1: show. Yeah, I saw that as well. I was thinking, what a strange film to have a midnight showing for. My local Odeon, which is not a big Odeon, is showing
0: that film every 20 minutes throughout the day for at least a week.
1: Every um, 20 minutes?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and this film is two hours and 30-odd minutes long. I'm like... Two hours I'm 43. I'm like, I have not been in a screening with more than five people since... Yeah. Cinemas reopened, and yeah. you're showing this every twenty minutes.
1: That's so funny. Yeah, I, I don't think they're I think Odeon Beckenham was the same, to be fair. And yeah, they're doing the midnight show as well. I was just trying to think. When was the last time there was like a midnight show for for anything? It must have been, I think, Endgame maybe.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, but yeah, how's your Craig
1: rewatch going? So yes, um, I have watched um, three his th- three of the first. Three of the four films that he's, that has been released, um, starring Daniel Craig. Casino Royale, in, long story short, Casino Royale, uh, really enjoyed it. Um, a little bit boring in the middle, but still, still very good. Um, what was after that? Quantum of Solace, I found quite confusing. Um, the action was good, but, um, the storyline, I was a bit like, eh, this is a bit rubbish. And then the whole thing of like what the Quantum of Solace is, it, it seemed very short lived. I think it was like some sort of society or whatever, and then they don't build on that um at all. Um so yeah, didn't really didn't really love that. Um and then I watched so last week I watched uh S- not Spectre. Oh. Uh Skyfall. Which I think is actually my favourite out of the three that I've watched so far. Um because I in my opinion it doesn't have any boring bits. Um I like the the whole idea of um like they portray M to be like this like ruthless a bit like um, like an Amanda Warlock type character. Like she'll make the the call that needs to be called. Like like as a she's a ruthless character and she doesn't she doesn't really have any sentiment for or at least she tries not to show that she has any sentiment for any for anyone kind of thing. Obviously she clearly has a bit of a soft spot for James Bond, but she won't let anyone know that. So she'll act like a complete prick to him. Um, and yeah, I like how they obviously they, they they kill him at the beginning. Oh, she she gets shot in the beginning. That agent's a hot shit. Naomi Harris, her character, Eve Money Pecker or whatever her name is. Money Penny. <laughs> Money Penny, that's the one. Her character, horrible agent. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad she's a secretary. <laughs> horrible agent. She was driving all over the place, knocking off windows and shit. I was like, what? what's wrong with you? <laughs> how did you get into the field? Anyway. Um and yeah. I liked how they with, they shot me at the beginning, because obviously that was quite for me, that was quite unexpected. Um and obviously as he falls into the river that like launches into the intro for the film which was pretty cool um bit suspect on how they actually got him out of the river uh, it, it seemed like the woman who's sleeping with him in the beginning rescued him but i'm thinking how the hell do you pick him up and get him out of the water like he's probably twice as size. So. anyway um and yeah i like i enjoyed the whole aspect of james bond being like this he's like substance abuse like wear and tear like you can tell it's weighing on his like body kind of thing he comes back to the agency of <laughs> Failed all the tests and all the stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. I feel like they could have made me lean into it a bit more. Um, I know that. Oh, what's the bad guy's name? Silva Tiago Silva I think his name. Tiago Silver. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think actually have the name. I can be really. Wait, sorry. I'm i pretty gonna look it up. Um, but yeah, just I liked for how. Something. Yeah, I liked how um, he kind of like lent into the fact that like M's just gonna use, sorry Raúl Silver. Um, (laughs) I liked how the fact that um, he like lent into the fact that yeah M's just using you like she'll use you and she'll use you up until you're not useful anymore and then she'll throw you to the the walks like she did to me kind of thing Um, and I liked his his, bad guy I think he's the best bad guy that we've had in the first three films I've watched as well Uh Um, and I liked how they like I like how most of it's set in London as well I don't know why there's something about like chasing around the streets of London and running around the tubes and stuff that I just find really exciting compared to, like, the other couple of films when it was in... Where was the first film? Monaco? Yeah, it was like the,
0: the casino, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and then... Is, the that ca- the, is um, Skyfall the one where the tube goes through the wall or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was
1: decent. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And obviously, yeah, you've got the whole... To like, they get they involve like, the kind of bit of political aspect of it, so M has to go to Parliament to kind of, like, answer for her crap because she's fucking up left, right and centre <laughs> and, like... Um I was like, when they were like, questioning her, I was like, Joe, I'm on the Prime Minister side here
0: because
1: <laughs> M should lose her job. There's bad shit going around. Agents are dying because you lost this file or whatever. Like, to be fair, she should have lost her job. But um and yeah, she enjoyed, the, the action of it was really good. They get a bit Home alone in the, Home Alone type in the, uh, in the, near the end when obviously when he goes to his house in Scotland and he sets all the boom traps and stuff. That was oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, and obviously, like, um, M M. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. Em dies at the end. And I was like, oh, I really didn't expect that. Um, so obviously even like for his efforts, for uh, Daniel Craig's effort, oh, sorry, James Bond's efforts to kind of like save his mother thing, uh, she does she does die in the end. But then she leaves him with like the little um, passing message, like, oh, at least I got one thing right. And then she um, obviously look to um, her moulding of James Bond kind of thing. And then she passes away. And I was like, wow, that was actually really, really good. I didn't expect that at all. Um so yeah, I really enjoyed that one. I think that's the best one so far. Um, but I hear bad things about Spectre, so I'm not super looking forward to watching that one. Um, yeah, I don't think
0: Spectre's quite as bad as uh, Quantum of Solace, but um, uh, yeah. they they certainly do yo-yo. So mm. obviously, I really enjoy Casino Royale. Um, mm. And I feel like, just from memory, that I preferred it to Skyfall. Okay. Um, but yeah, it sort of goes like, good, bad, good. Is it the That's same director, or are they doing different, are these different <laughs> directors? <laughs> um, I think Sam Mendes did both Skyfall and Spectre, but oh. new directors. But as far as I'm aware, Daniel Craig's version is the only one that has been like direct sequels to each other. Because most oh, of right. them are, are kind of episodic in a way. Mm. Like you'll have like similar characters come back, like Goldfinger or, um, uh, I was going to say Two Face. No, what's his? <laughs> the one that Christopher thingy Blofeld um, mm. but usually it's just sort of like hey he does a mission fuck someone and then that's it
1: oh yeah sorry quickly because so, he's about fucking someone mate they gotta stop doing this um, James Bond just like seducing people stuff because it's a bit mm, like he just walked into this woman's hotel room while she was in the shower and he walked in and he was naked as well and they're just like fucking I was like, this is not you can't do this in 2021. Live, no, yeah, I yeah. Just... it's not a scene like this. In... <laughs> and like, to be honest, got... a lot of them end up just
0: dying, don't they? So... Literally,
1: and they, and they end up dead. All James Bond does is fucking kill people.
0: Like, yeah, it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of fridging going on. But yeah, um, it's it, like, the only, is it Casino thing. Royale where she dies with like oil or something or gold?
1: Um, I don't know. yeah, 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 yeah. In the ho in the hotel room, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it's mad. It's mad. And all he does is yeah.
0: But I guess on or based on the history of James uh Daniel Craig's James Bond, this No Time to Die should be good. Uh you know. Good, bad,
1: good, bad. Two yes. hours forty three though, my goodness. Eh? Two hours forty three, that's a long that's a long mm-hmm. article.
0: Um Screenrant, uh the website, I've got an article saying that according to some publication elsewhere. The Eternals is going to be two hours thirty-six, Ooh. which is the second longest MCU film after Endgame. Do you know?
1: What, I I see it only because um they got a lot of, to cover. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot of. I feel like they got a lot of stuff to cover, and they've got to like encapsulate that all in a solid two-hour thirty film. And also, I feel like Chloe Zhao probably would've been pushing for like, yeah, let's make this like different than any other MCU film that's kind of make it more of like a uh let's make it more like cinema than just like a like a classic comic book film. Yeah. So. I feel
0: like uh No Way Home and Doctor Strange 2 are probably gonna be about that long as well, considering what they've got to cover. Mm. But just say like, oh yeah, No Way Home's gonna be ninety seven minutes like Venom, you'd be like,
1: what the fuck? Fuck that man. It can't be I actually ah, uh, that would fuck me off. <laughs> it's got me it's got to be two, hour, two, two hours, ten minimum. <laughs> um,
0: Andy Circus said he, want, he purposely made Venom to 97 minutes because he, he, didn't, he basically said um, Carnage, like he was already kind of sort of teased at the end of the first one, so there's no point delaying introducing him in the second. And then once you've introduced him, you pretty much then have to have him fight Venom and then conclude it. So he said there's no point longing it out. You just wanted it to be kind of efficient, so. I hear that. See. But I thought Venom was coming out on the first of October, oh, but no. that's in the US. Oh, We're hmm. not getting it till the fifteenth.
1: Oh, that's a bit long. Yeah, well, not, apparently, not long apparently
0: long. the apparently the post credit scene has already leaked. Oh really? Mm. Is it something? Is it something, something mad? No comments. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um.
0: So, yeah, which is a shame. Because I was thinking, oh, I'll do a James Bond, then I'll watch Venom.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but I will, but just two weeks after each other. That's yeah. That's uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is a shame.
0: But uh, any other film or TV news you want to talk about?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I think you covered it all, to be fair.
0: Disney Plus have got their own expo thing on in November sometime, haven't they? Um,
1: mm.
0: That's when they're releasing Shang-Chi onto Disney Plus as well. Mm. um so I, might, I don't know what that's going to be about but um yeah i i guess talking of disney plus uh there's been a, a few things released on there recently um you you started watching why the last man
1: mm.
0: in the letter y yes
1: yes um so yeah why the last man um is a show based on i think a really popular graphic novel um, where pretty, basically all of the men in the world um like simultaneously die um apart from one man um why his name's Yurik. um um so obviously it's like yeah to play on the word why, the last man kind of thing um so yeah, I watched the first episode of this um it's got uh Superman's mum, what's her name Diane Lane um I think she's like one of the basically like the main character um in the first episode she's like a congresswoman. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the first episode is set in like a political setting so she's kind of like um known as like a quite an outspoken um politician and quite critical of the president calling him misogynist and stuff like that so they focus quite a lot on on that um and I think there's like maybe three or four main aspects to the first show from like three, three or four people's different point of view so obviously you've got the bit with Diane Lane um there's a bit with an FBI I think it's an FBI agent, it might be CIA or some sort of operative. She um destroys a terror threat. Um and then they just show her sending her to another location. Um then you've got uh Y or Yurik um who is uh Diane Lane the Congresswoman's son. Um he's kind of like a loser magician um is and is a bit of like a bit of a knob. Um <laughs> uh he and he's like um uh, one of those people who's like just trying to figure out his life and all that shit and he's like um trying to become a magician he has like one student and the student quits because he wants to go to magic camp and he proposes to his girlfriend his girlfriend says no and then he gets an argument with his girlfriend because she wants to go to Australia but she doesn't want him to come with her blah 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 and then he's got a sister uh called I think her name's Hero or Hero one of the two she's a recovering addict Um she is driving an ambulance with some guy who she's sleeping with um, and there's a whole, like, fair thing going on, um, and they are doing their thing, um, and, like, whilst each of these four aspects of the story is going on, um, animals are dying, so you'll just see it, so, like, there was, a, like, a dead deer on the road um, with the FBI agent, and then there was a dead mouse in someone's hotel room, and then there was a dead... Uh, there was, like, a dead... there like, dead rats and stuff, um, and it kind of, like... Um, the show kind of, like... It says, I think... It starts off, I think, like, three days after. Like, as, like, a title card. And it's, like, New York's... I think it's New York's fucked up, like, bare cars, crashes, buildings fucked up and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, it shows Yurik, like, walking around trying to, like, find, find stuff, I suppose. And then it flashes back to the day before. And everyone's going about in the business, doing... Um, you know, doing, doing stuff. And... Um, it kind of, like, you can tell there's, like, a weird, like, it, I think this is where they cue the music. It's a very, like, unsettling, like, atmosphere in the air because I'm always, because I'm watching things like, when's everyone going to die kind of thing. Um And I think it gets to, like, the morning of and um the woman who I was talking about who, the recovering addict who's having an affair, she accidentally, well, I say accidentally, she kills her, the person who she's having an affair with. Um She hits him with a I think they're, they're both paramedics she hits them with um, I think maybe like a fire extinguisher or something like that and like slits the fire open or something like that Um, so then she's kind of like panicking she's sitting in the cab like waiting for waiting for um, her to someone to come and basically arrest her or whatever Um, and then a policeman comes and is like knocking on the door because the, the, the ambulance hasn't like gone back to the hospital so they report it missing kind of thing so the policeman's like banging on the door banging on the door who's in there who's in there who's in there, who's in there? Suddenly, the banging just stops. So, who's like, what the fuck? And then she walks out and just like starts looking around. Policeman's just there, dead on the floor, blood everywhere. And she's like, what? She gets out of the ambulance, starts walking around. Everyone's just fucking dying. Some people grabbing each other. Everyone's dying. Cars are crashing. Like, there's a woman screaming, like, my baby, my baby. And everyone's dying. There was this, uh, uh, I think the first aid to the president. Um, she's like in her house, stressing about like her son having a birthday party, duh, 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 duh. wake up in the morning, um, tries to get her, her son called into bed with her and the husband in the morning. She like walks up to the bedroom saying, Oh, come on guys, time to get out of the bed. Opens the, what's it called? Uh, you don't actually see it, but, um, opens the, the covers and obviously they're, they're just they're, like, dead kind of thing. And she's like, they shocked. The, uh, Diane Lane's character, they're in like a, a meeting, um, with the president and staff and, um, the president gets a call and they're like oh we just lost contact with all of our contacts in Israel or something like that and it's oh, okay we need to go to the situation room all of a sudden the president's nose starts bleeding he's dead everyone's dying everyone's, everyone's nose bleeding blood everywhere blood coming out <laughs> the eyes Everyone, oh, wow. everyone's just flopping down the floor and all the women's like what the fuck is going on <laughs> um, yeah and it's fucking crazy um, that bit essentially is is is, is what kept me because I was I was kind of like meandering through the episode I was like oh, okay so this, this is fine but I wouldn't see any reason for me to, like, continue watching this. But then that end scene happens, and everyone just fucking gets locked off. And um, in quite, a, like, a, a graphic way, I would say as well. Um, so you probably, you'll probably you probably enjoy that aspect of it. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so then um, Diana's character has to take charge, I think. And I think she becomes the most, like, senior person in the... They haven't shown this yet, but I think she's, like, the most senior Congress person in the... In the world, I suppose at the at the minute. So I think she's going to become like the de facto president, basically. Um, so yeah, and obviously we don't know what caused this, um, but like there seems to be uh, some sort of something um, strange going on. Obviously, you said in the group chat that it's because of everyone has got like the Y chromosome has been affected. Um, so yeah, the, I think the first episode ends with basically um, Yurik looking out the window. Um, but you don't see anything, you just see his reaction to everything, so, and you just hear like madness going on in the background, but you just see his face staring at the window, and obviously there's carnage and steering kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, it was a, a solid first episode. I wouldn't say I loved it, um, and I didn't hate it, but I think that the last couple of minutes, when everyone's, everything started popping off, got me interested enough to think, okay, let me see where this is going kind of thing. So I'll probably give give it at least another episode try. Um okay. but it, it it makes me think like it's one of those shows where I'm a bit like how many seasons can you get out of this? Yeah. Where where it's still interesting kind well,
0: of thing. I mean Walking Dead is on season twelve. Fair point. You know. Um Spare. I mean so I think the the not the graphic novel, whatever it was based on, it was all men apart from Urich die. This has kind of made it a bit more 2021 and Mm. it's any mammal with a Y chromosome dies, Mm. which includes, sorry if I get this wrong, trans women Mm. um, because they would still have a Y chromosome. Mm. Um, So does the first episode introduce you to any trans people?
1: Um, Not as far as I'm aware. Okay. I don't think so. (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, But, yeah, alright, well, I will probably
0: give it a go um, yeah I would, I would at least try the first episode and see how you feel I think. I, I haven't continued thus far with
1: only murders in the building no neither have right, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I actually yeah, and I might keep I might wait for it all to come out and then just watch it in like one go kind of thing because it's only half an hour episode so yeah Yeah.
0: Um, what about Star Wars Visions? so uh, that was released um, the other day uh, it's kind of Very short, you know, 15 or or so minute uh, anthologies set in the Star Wars universe. But Mm. um, they've basically given different animation studios license to kind of do what they want, um, which is a cool idea. Uh, It's non-canonical, as far as I'm aware. Mm. um, But still, you know, short and snappy enough to keep us interested. So there's nine episodes that were all released at once.
1: I've only seen two of them. But um I appreciate them releasing things all at once as well, for once.
0: Yeah, I mean there'sn't there's not really because they're anthological, there's not really any reason that they need to be released kind of especially like if you're watching a thirteen minute episode you've got like a whole week for another one. Yeah, that's a bit um, that would be very dead. But the first two one the first one's called The Jewel, which a uh, the Jewel uh saying uh yeah. do you E-L rather than Jewel. Uh, the English language, eh? Pronunciation. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but yes, there's like a, a, a lone, you know, like a lone kind of samurai. Uh, he just, uh, mysterious, comes into a the village. Uh, then he gets attacked by like a thief uh, with like some sick kind of lightsaber umbrella. Um, and then eventually he, he and her fight and it, it's just uh, shown that once he kills her he's basically been going around killing Siths and taking mm. their red crystals um, wow. but yeah I mean short, snappy the, the this animation style was mostly done like a black and white um, with pops of colour in terms of the red lightsaber and, and kind of R2-D2 blue mm. um, and it was done in like a, a sh- there was like not describing it very well but shading so it looked like it was sort of you know when you read a comic or a manga and there's Mm. like you know they do the shading to cast shadow and stuff it was Mm. done in very much that way which i really enjoyed um and i thought visually this episode was you know very uh kind of stunning really it was Mm. um yeah it really really took me by surprise um what did you think of the first episode
1: yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, to be fair. Um, with the art style, I was... At first, I watched it and I was like, mm, can I enjoy this art style for a whole episode? I wasn't... I know, because I, I was a bit unsure. Because obviously, like, in the first instance, I was like, wow, this actually looks really cool. But it was a bit like... I don't know. There was something about it. I was like, I don't know if I could watch this for, like, 20 minutes or however long the episode was. 15 minutes straight. But you know, it was no no issue in, in that regard, to be fair, um, I really enjoyed like um, uh, the Sith woman. Uh, I don't know, I can't remember what her name was, but um, she was by Lucy Liu, I think. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. Obviously, like you said, like the lightsaber umbrella. Um, I like the fact that like she comes out with and like turns on a lightsaber. It's red, and everyone's like, "She's a Sith! Don't get too close!" Like, I think that was <laughs> funny. And obviously, she just starts killing everybody. Um, which I thought was was, was, um, was jokes and then obviously her and her fight with the samurai I thought was actually pretty sick as well and like they get onto the log and then she chops off the log and all that stuff I thought all that all that was great um, the, uh, the the reveal of her of him being actually being a Sith I thought was actually really cool as well because obviously you know like typical hero stories like you expect him to be a Jedi and obviously he brings out his lightsaber and it's red and she's like oh Traitor or whatever she said. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that as well. And then yeah, the end of it where he, obviously he's got the uh the Kyber crystals and they're all red. So obviously yeah, like he said, he's a Sith hunting a Sith. That made me think, ah, oh, I would actually watch a series of this because I want to know more about his background. Like, why did he suddenly have a change of heart and start hunting Siths? Like, what was going? Like, how was he connected to like? It's annoying because obviously nothing's canon, so you can't be like, oh, how was he connected to the Empire? I suppose you could, but you know um i thought that was yeah that was all proper sick and i liked how his character was like very typically like uh like samurai like that sort of like very silent don't really say much just has a couple words but goes Mm -hmm. about his business goes about his business and does you know does does the job kind of thing and obviously his like version of r2d2 was jokes as well like yeah fix this before my the kettle boils and then he just comes out and just like (laughs) just kills like seven people instantly I was like you know what fair enough (laughs) Um, yeah but I would enjoy him going like around a series of him like going around like different planets kind of thing and like protecting people but also you get maybe like some of his background like where he came from and how he became a Sith and how he you know changed sides and stuff like that I think I would be really interested in the little mini series Mm. of that character I think but yeah I think that was it was a really solid start um, to that and I think they did well to start with that episode um, yeah definitely if, if yeah if they started with the, the the two after um people probably might not have been as enticed to go on to the next three episodes i think
0: i mean i wasn't even going to watch any of it to be honest because on the premise of it i was just like nah. i'm not mm. like super invested in the star wars universe and, and i don't watch any of the animated stuff anyway like clone mm. wars or bad batch so i was like well do i really want to watch this but when i saw it, it was like 15 minutes I was like I'll give a couple of them a go and the first Mm. one I was like oh wow this is really good Um, so yeah I mean you know kudos to Star Wars for you know just having this kind of experiment Um, and it doesn't end on a stupid cliffhanger that won't be resolved (laughs) so uh, yeah yeah. that that
1: was was, Uh, was nice yeah
0: (laughs) the second one was called Tatooine Rhapsody which is very much in the style of the animation style of like Pokemon Um, so big eyes and you know kind of Cutesy faces. Yeah. Uh, one of be a str- Beyblade, to be
1: sure.
0: Yeah, this one was a strange one. Uh, there's like a rock band, um, and like some version of a hut. Like, I don't know if that's a, a race, like the slug type things, you know, like Jabba. Um, and then they sort of get involved in uh, like some. Oh yeah, some bounty hunter. Oh, it's um. It's of it That's it. He, uh, goes and is like, Hey, Jabba wants to see you. Uh, and then they're going to execute the little hut, but then they, they're like, Hey, give us one concert. And, and they do it. And he's like, Wow, you're so good. I'm going to sponsor you and save your life. <laughs> um, it was
1: silly, but you know yes. what? It wasn't that bad. Um, I actually, I thought it was quite jokes, like just obviously because it's like a thing where like they make this thing, like it's kind of like Pokemon Beyblade, Yu-Gi-Oh, whatever. Like it's just a game like this is, is just a band it's just music but they make it seem like obviously it's technically life or death because obviously they're trying to kill uh the little hut but it they make it seem so much more important than it is like they they like they save their friend through the power of music and this is like, <laughs> yeah. this is like the, that, it's like that cheesy was, as fuck yeah it, it's but. so cheesy, and it made me just so nostalgic for like <clears throat> when he used to, the cartoons back in the day <laughs> everything fucking bare serious and it wasn't even that serious um
0: have you seen any further episodes
1: uh yeah i've watched so i've watched episodes three four and five um episode three the twins is fun i would say um neil patrick harris actually voices one of the characters as well um and Alison Bree brie voices the other one um so yeah, it's interesting. Like the cast, like the people, they got to do this. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, th- this one is is it's okay. The twins. Um, I think the voice acting, or maybe not the voice acting, more the script. I would say is very very cheesy. This, the the just so, like some of the lines they come out with. I'm just like, oh, they could have like it. It felt very like they were trying to be like very original trilogy ish, but like those right. some of those lines don't really work fifty years later or how many years later it is. So it was a bit it felt a bit off. Um, but it was fine. The Village Bride is very similar to the Jewel. Um but just obviously different a couple of different characters. But the premise is very, very similar. Um I still enjoyed it though. Um visually I think it was pretty cool as well. Um there's a yellow lightsaber in there I think that was pretty sick. Okay. Um and then the Knight of Jedi is another one where I would watch a series based on on this so it's like do you mind if I explain it to you or No no no. Um so in this setting I think it's like a good while after um the uh the, the Star Wars finished or whatever the fuck. Um <laughs> and uh there's this guy who's trying to bring Jedi's back because like all like the kyber crystals and stuff and make lightsabers out of, it's all scattered into the universe. Um and but there's still people who are like feel the force and are strong in the force. And there's this one guy who's like the leader of this planet who's saying, I want to bring all the Jedi's together so we can bring back the Jedi Order, get everyone lightsabers and kind of like protect the galaxy. But at the same time, there's also Sith who are trying to stop that, basically, people who are attracted to the Dark Side Force who so are trying to stop that. So they call seven people to this one place to basically say, like, you guys are, you guys are the Jedi who I sent mess- messages to. Um, wait here, we're going to get lightsabers and we're going to start a new Jedi Order and we're going to protect the galaxy. Meanwhile, there's this lightsaber maker or lightsaber Saber Smith, which they call him, um, who is obviously making these lightsabers f- to give to the leader of this planet, to give to these people so they can protect the galaxy. Um, and he's got a daughter who's um, got some some force powers, but she's not really she's not super strong with the force, but she's had like, loads of training with like, lightsabers and stuff. Um, and he fixes it so that um, the lightsaber, the color of the lightsaber is based on your connection to the force. Um, okay. So when the girl has it, it's like a very faint green, and they're like, oh, okay, you're, so that, their conclusion is like, oh, shoot, her connection isn't that strong with the force, but it is there, kind of thing. It's a very mm. faint, very faint green. Then he gets like a couple people coming to, um, I, I presume kill him and take the lightsabers. I, I presume they're Sith. So he says to his daughter, yeah, take all the lightsabers, go to this place, and give them, uh, give them the lightsabers so they can save the planet, kind of thing. She goes there, um she says to them she gets to the planet and she says, Ah, oh, need to give you those lightsabers, can you take these and help me save my dad? Because he, obviously he's off with the people who were trying to capture the lightsabers, so he's probably dead now to be honest with you. Um <laughs> So yeah, they're like, ah, oh, can you help us? Can you help can you help us? Everyone picks up everybody picks up a lightsaber and then like seven of them are red. I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> 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 so they they so like they they um so Bear Sith like heard this message killed the jedi who were on their way and took their replaces obviously you didn't find out to that moment um, which was pretty pretty sick and then obviously they all, everybody starts fighting the, the the guy who um who called everyone there he was like hiding in a robot so he comes out of the robot he starts fighting everyone basically kills 80 percent of them um and then um, there's one guy who who got called to the the jedi place who's actually a good who was actually a good guy one guy who was kind of like half good, half bad, but somehow got consumed by the dark side, but they went him back to good. And obviously the girl, who as she is fighting, um, her connection to the force becomes stronger, and the light same becomes bright green. And that was pretty cool oh. as well. And they they're fighting and fighting. Eventually they win, beat all two people, and the master of this planet is like uh, to the girl, like um, come join us, be, be our be our ninth Jedi. Um, and help us. Like I'll, I'll train you, and you can help us defend the galaxy, and then we can go and save your father. And she's like, "Yeah, cool." And then they will walk off onto a ship. Nothing. Yeah, that was pretty sick. I would have watched a uh, a show. I'd watch a show based on this.
0: Sounds good. And and in terms of the three episodes you've watched that I haven't, um, are they all quite distinct animation styles from each
1: other? Um. Yeah, I would I would say so. Yeah, I I think they are. Not not as distinct as the first two. I would say that, um, uh, that the, the, the Ninth Jedi, so episode five, that has, it's a some more like, um, oh, I'm trying to think of, uh, a star to compare it to. Um, have you ever seen Attack on Titan? No. Uh, okay, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, they, they are very, they are distinct from each other, but they also, um, not as far removed as the first two episodes are i think they those three are, are much more similar than the previous than the previous two i would say whereas the previous two like you can tell like the inspiration has come from certain like eras of animation these ones are very close very much closer together but there's are slightly different distinctions like the way they're like um the way they're animated and the when they're shaded i think the the episode three the twins feels a bit more americanized um than the other two. Um, I don't know if that's the right thing to say because obviously I'm not sure what uh, animation studio. I'm not sure what animation studio actually did this. I think I don't know if they were all Japanese or if some of them were American and some of them weren't. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they were all quite visually pleasing to look at. To be fair, especially when they focused on the lightsabers. That's really it was really cool.
0: So I think I said a couple of weeks ago that. I might enjoy what if a bit more if they had different animation styles, but based on visions being distinct animation styles, do you think, do you like the fact that despite what if's drawbacks, that it's pretty much the same animation style? Um, wait, ask me the question again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I suggested that maybe what if would be better each episode was a different animation style to distinguish you know universes or the fact that it's all anthology um but obviously it isn't it's all the same animation style mm. so now that you've seen visions and you've seen the fact that each episode is slightly different in terms of our animation style do you think that it would have worked
1: for what if okay yeah um that's a good question uh I do think that it would have, and it would have also helped to kind of... Do you know the problem with What If? Is that is is the fact that they said that this is canon. And so by them saying that it's canon, you're hoping for everything to kind of, like, be connected. And it isn't really, apart from mm. the Watcher being in the background of every episode. Obviously, with Visions now, we know that every episode is a different universe, and that's different, like, different production company different story told from a different perspective of different people so you, and obviously they compound that with the different animation styles so you know that this is my story this is my original style um, and it kind of helps you to kind of like separate that out and like not think oh why is this canon kind of you just think no this is just a story from one person this is a story from another person this person has a different vision to this person and that's okay I think having a different style definitely lends definitely lends to that I would say whereas with what if, because everything is the same, everybody looks the same uh, and you're using a lot of the same characters, you're a bit it, it, even though they said like um, even though the, obviously the whole premise of it is it being like a multiverse whatever, still for me a part of me is like, Oh, but why isn't this connected to, yeah. to blah, blah 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 and like I think they would have done, they would have fared better if they made it, made it distinct that yeah, this is this has nothing to do with um, what we've seen previously These are just individual stories Because the fact that they have said um, This is part of the multiverse It's canon blah 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 blah. I feel like isn't even going to I could be completely wrong But I feel like this isn't even going to play into The wider MCU to be honest with you It may, no. maybe, might be a Maybe a miniscule factor in Maybe Doctor Strange or something like that Maybe one of these characters maybe pops up or whatever But the majority of people Don't watch these cartoons I would say, people, like I think, I think a very, very small amount of people compared to the people who go and see the films, are are watching these cartoons and have stuck with the the, the cartoon. So I would think it. I think I'd be surprised if they made any version of these characters in the in, the, in what if a, a major factor in any of the future films. I just don't think it will happen.
0: I don't so. think so either. I think the fact that they they've chosen to do this as an animation suggests that because. Mm. You know, say for example, the latest episode, Party Thor. Like, you know, if Tom Hiddleston was a nine-foot-tall frost giant in, like, you know, real life, in quotes, <laughs> you know, you'd be like, "What oh, the fuck?" That'd be a bit a bit odd. I think this. I think the the medium is purposeful to say, like, yeah, it's canon, but this is kind of throwaway. Canon. Yeah. But also, I, I think I'm just going, you know, too deep into like. The what if stuff, but if it's a multi, you know, if, if one thing changes the whole course of that universe, like, do you not think some of the characters would look different? Well, Loki obviously does, but, you know, like, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe Thor, you know, proceeds and, and doesn't have long, blonde hair, maybe. Has it in a spiky mohawk? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> stupid. But you think, like, all these characters, for the most part, look exactly the same as, as we, you know, recognize them in. Mm. Um, but, you know, so Iron Man always looks like he does with his goatee in every universe, mm. despite the fact that he has different outcomes. I don't know. Just Again, that would be a way of differentiating it, don't you think? Like, you know, oh, because... Because uh Thor didn't grow up with Loki as his brother, he now has I don't know, got tattoos and speaks
1: Spanish and I don't know, it's just stupid I guess but No, I see what you're saying though, and yeah, it is it is like like you were saying, like having the same characters who who basically act the same. I suppose you could say Thor in this episode acted a bit different to his character but i would say man, it's not really that far removed from the Thor we saw in Thor 1 um like it's not th- this hasn't even like the last episode with Killmonger like Kilmonger is exactly the same Tony Stark is exactly the same they're just mm. in slightly different situations yeah and uh, and
0: and a lot of the key points end up together as well like Tony and Pepper mm. have that flirty relationship in this episode Jane and Thor still kind of mm. you know get together mm. um, you know, the difference differences Darcy and Howard the Duck get married, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean I actually quite enjoyed this Party Four episode. It was mm-hmm. tonally quite different. It was a lot more playful. Um so like I've suggested four and like Loki, rather than growing up as half brothers, he Loki gets brought up by the frost giants and somehow managed to be about nine feet tall. Um but they have this kind of like I guess, like, friendship, cousin-type relationship where, they're, you know, they're like bros. Uh, Thor goes around to different planets partying and ended up destroying them. And he ends up in Midgard. Uh, Jane Foster warns S.H.I.E.L.D. She's like, oh, there's aliens coming, uh, her and Darcy, and, and she meets Thor in Vegas, and he basically brings everyone from all the different planets, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Grandmaster. Everyone's having a jolly up on Earth, which was kind of funny. Um, but there's kind of a suggestion that Earth uh, end, might end up being destroyed. Uh, Nick Fury gets knocked out by Korg, which is funny. Uh, so Agent Maria Hill has to, uh, assume command of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she calls Captain Marvel to get rid of Thor. They fight. Uh, obviously there's no distinct winner, as they never do. And, uh, he basically calls his mummy and Frigga, um comes down and chastises him and then he goes back to Asgard. And then, you think, oh, that's a nice contained episode. And then Vision, evil Vision, comes out of nowhere with some kind of machine things, like Ultron type stuff. And, you're, and then it ends. And you're like, why have you done that? Mm. Why? You know, it was a, I don't know why they do that, but mm. hang hey no. on. I don't know. I mean, I know you weren't that keen on this episode, but I just liked the different, the humour of it and the tonal difference. It was sort of like, you know, this universe, something has changed, but actually all that's changed is Thor is just a bit more of a um, man-child.
1: Mm. You
0: know, there was a suggestion the world was in danger, but to be honest, they could have done without that and it would have just been as fine him kind of going to different planets on like a kind of backpacking-type trip. Um, yeah.
1: I, um, sorry. Are you, are you no, no, no.
0: <laughs> Go no. on.
1: Say your name. Um, uh, uh, I, I really didn't like this episode. Um, it's the first episode I think is a bad episode. Um, of the seven episodes we've gotten so far, I just didn't care about what was happening at all. Um, and I get it like, oh, what if Thor was an own child, blah, 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 blah. But I, him just being. You know, like a frat boy. I just thought it was boring. I I didn't really laugh on screen at all. And like, you know, oh he's in Vegas and he had a party and all oh, the guys and the guys are there and oh Drax froze up and I was just like, oh, this is fucking shit, man. Honestly, I was ten minutes in. I was like, this is so fucking boring. I hope it gets burned. I enjoyed him fighting Captain Marvel. I think visually that was that was fun. Um, but the rest of the episode, then all, all the mums come in, we have to clean up their planet and then they. Fucking repairing the Statue of Liberty, and he like pushes the lean in Tarapisa and makes it straight, and I was just like this is fucking shit, man. <laughs> like,
0: this is shit, and I think oh, like, he must it, have been in a bad mood.
1: Uh, no, nah, I wasn't, man. I actually wasn't. I <laughs> thought it was fucking boring, and like if that was the tone of the whole series in general. Then I can accept. I can accept that if it's like wacky adventures with blah 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 and dun, 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 what if Thor was blah, blah blah blah. And then then I get that if I had had seven episodes straight of that. But I think that like up to this point, all the other previous episodes have been fairly serious. Like the zombie episode aside, which was serious, but they made they it was quite they made quite like light, light jokes about it. I would say, um, but the situations that were happen happening were, were very were very serious. I thought and. This one just felt like a complete uh, joke, and I just, I don't know, man. I just found it so, so shit. I I didn't laugh once. I just thought it was bollocks. And then the um, the bit, the fucking bit with Vision at the end, I was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Yeah, that was annoying. I was like, what are you doing? Like every episode, they're doing this. Like this episode, it was the fucking it was Vision. Last episode, it was uh, uh. Pepper and uh, Shuri, like, oh, yeah, let's team up and stop them. And then the thing fucking ends right there and then. Episode before that, it was uh, them going off to Wakanda or wherever to, to fight the zombies, and the thing just ends. No, it's oh, no, it Thanos with the uh, Thanos, yeah. with the thing, and then it ends. I was like, this is pissing me off. And I'm like, people. some people are suggesting that maybe this uh, Ultron vision type figure um, is, cause, because of the way the Watcher reacted, he, was, he thought the story was ending, and then he was like, oh, wait, what? So maybe they're thinking that maybe that suggests that he even he didn't know that that was going to happen and maybe this Ultron or uh, Vision character is going to be like a threat to all universes. So maybe he's got, so then maybe the watchers going to actually do something and get some certain characters from the previous episodes we've seen and get them to fight this Ultron, which I think I guess is interesting, but um it's not like not not good enough for me, so personally, to have redeemed this series, which I think has um, been below my expectations, um, oh, yeah. personally. That's fair. Um, and, yeah, it gets to the point now where people are like, oh, yeah, I think we said this, did we say this last week? Or we might have said it in the group chat, I don't know. But where people said, oh, yeah, I hope they continue this story in season two. Like, it'd be weird if they didn't, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, like, this is, for me, this is a double-edged sword because if they continue the story in season two, I'm gonna be like, well, why didn't you just fucking do this in season one? Yeah, exactly. complete it and complete it then. And if they don't, if they don't do it, continue to season two. I'll be like, what the fuck? Why did you leave it hanging in season one? Why did you do so? Like for me, they're fucking away. way. <laughs> it's gonna be gonna be away.
0: And I was under the impression that season two would sort of be a what if, but based on you know newer characters, so maybe yeah. Shang-Chi or whatever. What if you know uh, Katie died on? you know rather than survived and you know how does that change because otherwise you're sort of losing the concept you know the concept is this is a established plotline we know in the MCU and some one tiny thing has changed and therefore this is the result so to continue that like to to follow on from one of the episodes in season 1 you're basically not going you know you, you're you're sort of not continuing this the kind of uh, kind of me uh formula that you have established. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think Thor now, thanks to Taika Waititi, is a less serious character. So him him having like a jolly up episode is all right. I mean, it would be funny if like Seth Rogan and Judd Apatow and Evan Goldberg did a a super bad style film with a uh, Thor and uh, Loki throwing out. Uh, that won't ever happen um, last uh, lastly I think on our agenda potentially is uh, The Matrix so Matrix 4 trailer was released uh, Matrix Resurrections it's called um, coming out around Christmas time I think which is surprising because um, it sort of me came out of nowhere <laughs> I was like oh this is coming out this year Um I have now seen the trailer. I waited to rewatch the first three films before I watched the trailer, just in case there was any spoilers.
1: Um, Are there any spoilers? Um,
0: not really. There's something in it that you're like, what? Um, but if you've seen the first film, then it won't necessarily... Uh, were in any of the subsequent films that were just oh. confused. But so you've only seen the first film, yeah. um, which is far and away the best of the trilogy. Um so essentially and this is all high concept sci fi stuff, so I don't know if you got confused at all. But uh essentially we meet a guy Thomas Anderson, he's a hacker, um living his normal, boring office cubicle life. He's been, uh, he's got this feeling that like something ain't right with the world. Uh, there's a guy called Morpheus who's been trying to find him. They find him, they're like, you're the one. Uh, there's a prophecy. Essentially, the world that we live in is a simulation. And, uh, in reality, the world was taken over by machines and destroyed and they basically harvest humans plug into the matrix and you know just use them for energy i think is the Mm. concept Uh, but some people are able to unplug themselves by you know they're aware that the matrix is a thing and and they go into the real world and plug back into the matrix uh, and because they know that the matrix is a construct they can sort of bend certain physics you know physical rules Mm-hmm. uh which is cool um but then yeah in the quote-unquote real world which is uh the unplugged world the machines are coming to destroy the city of zion which is the last stronghold essentially of humanity um that's basically it uh the neo is is west anderson's matrix name and he's been prophesized as the one that would save zion and uh so that that's have I got that kinda of right? Does that make does that sound like I've got it correct, Obi? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Had you seen any of these films before? No, never. Okay. So what did you think of the first one?
1: Um I really enjoyed it actually. Um, I think that um uh some of the action when you watch it now, it obviously is a bit uh dated, but at the time must have been pretty Pretty, I wouldn't say revolutionary, but pretty um, uh, like mesmerizing. In the in the same way that like when you watch the Star, Wars, when people first watch the Star Wars films, they must have been like, "Wow, this is amazing." I feel like when you watch the Matrix, the Matrix from the nineteen ninety nine, like it must have been pretty, pretty, um, pretty entertaining for people for people to see like stuff that people hadn't really done before. Um, and even like the actual fight, some of the fight choreography as well, like, I think was actually pretty good too, considering it seemed like, um, uh, Keanu Reeves and, uh, um, Arianna. Yes, um, and, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne, yeah, a lot of them seemed like for quite a bit of it they were doing their own stunts as well, which I think was Mm -hmm. actually really, was really cool. Um, the actual story aspect of it, I think, is, really interesting um because there's like a lot of um uh what's it called there's a lot of resemblance to kind of like um religion um and like the and like christian um the story like the the chosen one who comes to give people the truth and at the time no one believes him but actually he's chosen like he's the one who's going to lead the people to to freedom kind of thing um i really do that aspect of it too um and I think I, obviously I finally understand the whole red blue red pill blue pill thing because obviously I see it like people do memes of it and stuff like that all the time. But I've actually never really understood what it meant. Um, so obviously now I get that. That was pretty pretty interesting. And I really liked like the the role that Neo not Neo sorry Morpheus uh, plays in it. In kind of like he's like the one who's like preparing. Um, everyone for this thing and he has like this un- unbinding faith that Neo will save us all so he's willing to risk his his own life to mm-hmm. to make that happen I really enjoyed that um, I ha- um, uh, last uh, uh, what was I going to say so there was the bit where in the beginning uh, when the detectives or the agents whatever they capture um, Wes Anderson is it Wes Anderson? no Thomas Anderson Sorry, Thomas Anderson who's Wes Anderson? Anyway, he's a director Tom- oh, Cratchit, <laughs> Thomas Anderson, and they're in like, the little interrogation room thing, mm. and then, he tells them, basically he tells them to fuck off, and then they like, make his mouth stitch up, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, he's on? like,
0: he's like, how can you, tell, you know, if you can't speak, or something, and he's oh, all okay. his mouth, yeah, that was sick. When
1: that happened, I was like, what the hell, because obviously I've never seen these films before, so I had no idea what they were even really about, so when that happened, I was fucking like, gobsmacked, and then he woke up in his own bed, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um. Yeah, that was jokes. Um, and I love the bit where, obviously, he says to, to, to Neo, like, I can make, I I can only offer you these two pills, but, like, once you've taken, uh, which pill is it that gives you the, that gives you the truth? Is it the red pill? Red pill, yeah. Yeah. Once I give you this pill, I'm not, I'm not telling you, like, you're going to have the best sick life. I'm not going to tell you that, like, it's going to be amazing. I'm just telling you, this is the truth. Once you have this truth, you can't take it back. Like I'm not promising you anything. I'm just saying this is the truth. Are you going to take it or are you not? He takes it, obviously. Um And then you see him, and he's like in this in that pod thing, and he's like, um oh, like why do my eyes hurt? And uh, Morpheus like because you never used them before. And I was like, oh man, that was, that was yeah. mad. And I was like, oh shit, man, what 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 a line delivery. I was like, wow, um, that was sick. And then uh what's the word? Uh, and then the guy who betrays them. Um, yeah, I was like do you know what, I actually understand where you're coming from because this life's shit. Yeah, he (laughs) wants to go,
0: he wants to go back into the Matrix and forget.
1: Yeah, Ignorance is bliss like sometimes Mm. and like, he's like, yeah, I want to go back into it and I don't remember a fucking thing about all this, this, this bullshit that I've gone through for the past nine years I think he said and I'm like, I get it, like you're a prick still but I get it but I understand why you did what you did Like. Um, sometimes obviously you don't want to face the truth, you know what I mean? Especially if the truth is, is, is long. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Sometimes you'd rather just be, like, um, in your own fantasy world. And I, under- I completely understand that. Um, and yeah, man, I liked how Morpheus obviously, obviously I see Morpheus doing the whole, like, uh, I don't even know how you describe it, when he evades the bullets, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, um I was, asked, I've seen that, been seeing that from the past, for my whole life, <laughs> basically. And I never really understood, like, where it originated from, kind of thing. So that was, that was. And
0: when Neo basically goes, like, horizontal yeah exactly yeah yeah
1: yeah um and i was like yeah that's this
0: film was pretty revolutionary in a lot of regards i mean you know a lot of the combat is is kind of taken from like kind of hong kong cinema but um certainly like the bullet time slow-mo kind of they use and uh i think just the whole aesthetic of it of like the cyberpunk kind of bdsm leather kind of shit you know um it's very uh iconic I think mm. um, and they all look kind of sick with their like long coats and mm. with spoon kind of sunglasses and shit yes. and and even like you know when Smith takes over someone else's body and their like face kind of moves and he becomes yeah. Smith again, like that was all really good, mm. and I think this film does hold up i mean some of the some of their visual effects are yeah that they had stated um and that continues into the second film in fact Mm. i think maybe that they're a bit worse um but i think the whole kind of storyline of it's so interesting and Mm. even though it does take a while to get your head around it's it's so interesting the fact that yeah you know this whole like oh we're being lied to and you know the real world is is kind of fucked and Mm once you understand that we're in a simulation, you can bend it a little bit to your own will. That was really cool. Mm. And it was relatively thrilling, I felt, this film. Yeah. Um, decent action, you know, they've got to get to the phone before he's unplugged in the real world, mm. otherwise he'll die. And, and all of that I thought was really good. And unfortunately, they
1: just don't really continue that in the other two. But um, That's true. I
0: was yeah. going to say,
1: one, one last thing that I was just going to say that I found interesting or... A kind of like talking point I guess was obviously his um, uh, Trinity who obviously says that like you know like says at the end of the film like I love you Neo kind of thing but my thinking was like have you, do you only love him because you were told that you were going to love the person who was the one and Neo happens to be the one so you love him or do you actually love this man yeah and I was bit like hmm like, yeah. like obviously you only think that because the Oracle said it but do you actually love man. Like I, I, I was feeling, like, <laughs> do I you really... love man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like I was feeling. Like, oh, I don't, I don't really know how I feel about this. Like do you actually, do you actually love him, or or what? Like, oh, you only love him because you were told that you were going to love him. So if someone else had come and said, "Yeah, I'm the one," you would have been in love with that guy as well. Like, if
0: you're
1: not the one, mate. where's the end dubs, man.
0: No, that was Daniel Benningfield.
1: Oh, sorry, I thought you were someone doing end dubs. Oh. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, that was probably the part I liked least about this film. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's the theme that they run with. Okay. Um, I don't think uh, Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss have any chemistry mm. whatsoever. Um, and it doesn't get any better in the sequels either. Uh, mm. The fact that does she dies and then he kisses her and she comes back to life. Other, other, other around, Oh yeah, sorry. She kisses him, and he comes back to life. Very like fairy tale, like. Mm. Um. So yeah. Um. I mean. I think I think this is a solid eight eight and a half film. Mm. Um. The other two, mm. I think you should still watch
1: them. Yeah. I w- I will, yeah. Just lower your expectations. Okay. Uh, yeah, to be so, everyone, everyone is. I uh, was to about. I said like the two, the next two are just like a massive drop off. I don't
0: think of, like this one was like relatively contained. You know, you've got the Nebuchadnezzar ship and their crew, yeah. and then you've got the agents, and that's pretty much it. And it's like the agents are chasing them down, and they've got a mission to fulfill in the matrix before. The bad guys come and get them, and the Sentinels in the real world come and destroy them. Mm-hmm. Then in the second one, it, it get they expand it, and it's like the whole of Zion, and it's like they have to um, save Zion, and the Sentinels are still burrowing through, and 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 they sort of it gets a bit kind of Star Warsy, Star Trek-y in the sense that there's like multiple captains, and they have to go before a council, and there's conflict between the captains of the ships, and it was quite, okay. quite wordy and. Mm-hmm. Um, it just get. That sounds quite, quite interesting to me, doesn't it? It was just wasn't, to me, it wasn't as tight as the first film. Um, and as the second part of a trilogy, clearly, like, you know, not everything's resolved. So this is like a lot of build up to a, a third film. I mean, there's some decent action, but to me, maybe I just watched them too close together, but it all kind of wears a bit thin quite quickly. Mm. Like, the combat doesn't feel quite as brutal, I guess. You know, they're basically just a little punch and a little slap away, and a little backflip and a little small kick to the face. And mm. I don't, you know, some of the visual effects of Shin, um, it uh, it just it should have maybe retained the focus and been a bit more about like another mission they have to do within the Matrix. And mm. it's been quite a lot of time in Zion as well, um which is obviously you know uh just this underground kind of steamy steampunky cities, and then revolutions is obviously concluding it and um yeah, just i mean smith there, there becomes a lot more Smith and he fights lots of them and there's there's kind of that's cool but mm-hmm. I mean, and, and they continue this whole, like, love uh, uh, plot line between Trinity and Neo, and, and without their chemistry, it just seems a bit kind of contrived. Mm. Uh, um, and, yeah, I guess I kind of got it confused, but <laughs> like, let's just say the ending of the first one is flipped in the second one, and oh, okay. and you're just like, oh, this again, you know. Um, but, have you watched the trailer for Resurrections?
1: No, I've been afraid that it would like uh, spoil, spoil, have spoilers in it, so I've kind of like stayed away from watching it until I've seen all the films. Um, it doesn't spoil
0: anything um, that I can think of. Essentially, the trailer starts with uh, Thomas Anderson, who is older, you know, older kind of Keanu Reeves now, kind of John Wick Keanu Reeves. He's having therapy with Neil Patrick Harris's character, who I don't know what their name is. And he's like, oh, I've been having these really weird dreams, um, you know, like kind of basically Matrix-style dreams. Um, and he keeps being prescribed blue pills. Yeah. Um, and so he's, yeah. So basically, essentially, it seems like he's being suppressed for kind of Matrix, you know, the Awakening. Um, and he meets Trinity or a woman who is Trinity, and they shake hands, and she's like, do we know each other? And uh, then there's a Morpheus, who is actually not Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, I don't quite oh. know why. Maybe Lawrence Fishburne didn't want to come back for this, but it's Yah Abdul-Mateen. Um, oh, okay. But whereas Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss are the same characters. So I don't know what's going on there. But, um, I mean, it looked like, obviously... <laughs> uh, Visual effects and camera quality have improved significantly in the last 23, 22 years. Uh, So it looks a lot better um, visually. Um, Mm. But what's really interesting uh, and has sparked a lot of conversation is in one of the scenes of this film, there is a projection of the first film. What? So is it like a matrix within a matrix? Well, that's so, yeah, that's what. People are suggesting, They're that's suggesting interesting. That's interesting. That, that the way the machines have regained control is to basically tell people, oh yeah, you know, the stuff that you hear about with Neo, that was a film and here's so that's what some people are suggesting. Mm. So kind of blowing my mind, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Matrix is in a matrix. But anyway, so yeah, the, the trailer looks really cool.
1: Okay. It, I might watch it then
0: the trailer also has quite a lot of the same beats as the first film which mm. makes me think i hope they're not just going to basically rehash the first film in a lot of mm. senses um cuz there's wow, there's no point <laughs> um but yeah i mean the first, yeah you can watch this trailer without um you know spoiling the other two um
1: sure.
0: yeah I mean, lower your expectations for Reloaded and Revolutions. <laughs> <just say> <laughs> yeah, um, cool. Is there anything else that you want to discuss?
1: Um, not really. Um, if you give a shit, I know you don't, but I'll say it anyway. Um, Fantastic Beasts is coming out in April 2022, and the, the name is Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Cool. I know you don't give a
0: shit, but... <laughs> no, I'll still but, probably watch it. But. Yeah. Um, I want to say that I've been watching this uh, show on Netflix called Squid Game. the South mm. Korean show. I've heard a lot uh, of good um,
1: things about this show.
0: It is good. Mm. So I'm three episodes in, which I think is halfway through the series. But essentially, uh, it follows uh, this guy called Ji-hun. And um, he is kind of like a stereotypical deadbeat dad he's like in loads of debt kind of can't afford to give his daughter nice things Is letting her down the shit son to his mum um the daughter has got a lives with her mum and her like wealthy stepdad blah 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 essentially he's in like loads of debt he's really shit with money um and the kind of people he owes money to hire this person to be like hey you've got a chance to clear off your debts by partaking in some you know six simple games Um, and so he agrees to it and then ends up being drugged and taken to this facility uh, with hundreds of other people who are all in similar situations but they're all in debt and uh, all the people that work for this company have all got like masks on with shapes so they look like PS PlayStation controller square there's a square triangle and a circle um, but it's, very, uh, and then uh, so the first one is basically like, what's the time, Mr. Wolf? Um, mm. so they have to get to the end, um, before the time runs out. And if they get caught, they are eliminated from the game. But being eliminated means you get murdered. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the premise of the, um, and so essentially, uh, if you survive the first round, you get, if you survival six sorry you get access to uh you know all the winners will share a pot of money um mm. which is i think it's like 45 billion won which is about 20 odd million pounds mm. uh, which shows how the the vast difference between the pound and the one but uh mm. yeah but yeah it's really interesting and it's really good um it's the second the, the, episode is quite, un, is quite unexpected in a way. Um, I'm not going to say too much more about that, but it, it's really interesting, I think. Um, and it obviously says a lot about, like, kind of a gambling addiction and debt and, uh, you know, hiding that from your family and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, a real stark contrast between the brutality of the violence and the um, kind of playful, childish nature of the games that they play. Mm. Um so the settings are very colourful, very like um fluorescent, uh and then, you know, like, oh what's what's the time, Mr. Wolf? And and then it stops and then someone like wavers a bit and then they get shot in the head. Um so yeah, I would recommend watching it. It's, it's quite a kind of really interesting concept. Mm. Uh, okay. So i so might give it a yeah, it it's violent, but it's not like, you know, horror. Yeah. You'll be all right. <laughs> sounds, sounds interesting. Yeah. So what are we going to watch before the next pod? Are you going to try and finish the Matrix trilogy?
1: Yeah, I'm going to try and watch the next two Matrixes. Um James Bond, because that comes out next week. Give that a watch. Um, I feel like there's nothing else out in the cinema apart from James Bond. Maybe The Many Saints in Europe. Yeah, maybe maybe that. Um yeah. Those are my main <coughs> my main ones. I'm trying to think if there's any T V shows coming out, I think don't think there is. Apart from obviously why um, Yeah. Well, you're gonna,
0: you'll save sex education for when Chris has watched it.
1: Yes yes, 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 well yeah, I think he's he basically finished it. Um obviously he's not here today, so when he comes back we can get into that. Um Wow, yeah, no... Sorry, I'm just looking at the Odin app, and No Time to Die is on, like, 20 times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's mental. It's not going to be that popular, I don't think. 14 showings in one day. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Even, like, obviously... Well... Is is, is MCU... MCU's probably more popular than James Bond, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, even, like, seeing, like, Shang-Chi, like... Even yeah. then, I think I saw it. The date come out. Theater barely, barely filled up. Barely even the third filled up. So I can't expect James One to have much, <laughs> much more than that. To be honest, or even, probably, probably quite a bit
0: less. So, Surely you'd rather have like four full screenings in a day rather than like 20, 10 percent full screenings. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know if, if, if there's an actual. Problem. I don't know if there's an actual overhead to showing her film or do you just get it and you show it
1: as many times as you want for that I run? That's a good question actually, I actually don't know pro- mm, yeah I actually don't know because like, I think I was just kind of thinking it from a point of like, I suppose you could put it on that many times because what else have you got to, to show mm. um, but if you have to pay depend- depending on or how many times you show it then I suppose yeah then that would make zero sense for them to show it as many times as they are yeah. it's a weird one yeah.
0: I'm sure they've got a reason behind the madness. But hey, yeah. I, we'll, we'll, uh, yeah, you'll probably have watched Spectre before then, anyway, won't you? So, um, yeah, I'm going to try and watch that. I might watch that tonight, actually. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you can listen to previous episodes uh, on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We're your average critics. Uh, we are also your average critics on Instagram. And occasionally we post things on Twitter as YAC Podcast17. Keep you sexy. Yeah.